Hello, hello. Welcome to my podcast, The Swallow and Elephant, Life with Akalasia. I am so glad that you came back. It has been way too long since I've hopped on here to make a podcast episode. I had to literally dust off my microphone when I pulled it out to record today's episode. It has just been crazy. Um, A lot of you follow me on Instagram and have been able to keep up with my journey the last few weeks, but it has been a really wild ride. Um, I've had a lot of ongoing health issues that are separate from my struggle with achalasia, and um, after weeks and weeks of testing and doctor's appointments, was able to um, receive a clinical diagnosis of Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Um, I'd love to start sharing some awareness about that as well as I learn to live life with this connective tissue disorder. And I'll probably be sharing some here. Um, And then shortly after receiving that diagnosis, my husband and I came down with COVID-19 and have just been battling that the last week, week and a half, which is why my voice sounds a little bit off. Um... Still just kind of getting over it, but we're doing really well. Doing really well. So I'm so glad that you came back to listen and I'm ready to jump back into 2015 and continue talking about my journey to diagnosis with Alasia. So in episode two, I had finished up sharing um what had gone on in my diagnosis journey in 2015, I had come to this place where I decided that I didn't want to keep continuing um, trying to find out what was wrong with me. I was really exhausted from the testing that I had undergone the last um, couple of years, and I just decided that I was going to be okay and just learn how to deal with the spasming and occasional choking that I was having, and I was just going to live life as normally as I I could live. Um, so life went on. I did a lot of things on the weekends. I I hid any issues that I might have, but I always had some fear that I was going to be caught in the wrong place at the wrong time by myself alone um, with a grand spasm, what we call the really really bad spasming episodes. And I've described what those are like, so you already kind of have an idea. But I I still look back and think it very odd that I would make sure to hide myself, either at work or in social settings or even at home, when I was dealing with one of these situations. But yet, that was what I was most afraid of. I was most afraid of being alone and not able to get any help. Um, I lived in a rural town here in the South, and self-service could be spotty, and I never knew, you know, if I'd be in a situation where I couldn't get a hold of someone. So I lived in that constant worry and constant fear. But at the same time, I think I was just so stubborn that I continue on um, as life was. Towards the end of 2015, I met my now husband, and we started dating and had a relatively quick relationship. Um, We're engaged by November of 2016 and married by March of 2017. 
So we had kind of a whirlwind relationship and it was really good. I I didn't really talk to him about the issues that I had until um, we were well into our um, relationship and we had built a lot of trust and I was able to kind of explain the health issues that I had going on. But honestly, the way I viewed it was, you know, there's this weird thing my body does and I never know when it's going to happen other than when I'm stressed. Um, I don't know that he was ever even with me during a spasm until we married and I moved um, a couple hours away and we lived together. But he was very supportive and um, it was it was good. You know, my, my symptoms didn't get any worse um, before spring of 2017 and I was able to just continue to manage. I think I had my last I think I went for one more test, um, which was an, uh, an endoscopy sometime in 2016, I think in the summer. And that was, that was the end. I really drew the line at that point and said, I'm done. I'm, I'm getting married. I, I want to move on with my life. And this needs to go on the back burner. So it did. Um, we got married, set up house. I got um, a new job. Um, life was really good. Sometime in 2017, actually very shortly after we got married and I moved, I started having trouble swallowing um, certain foods. So usually it was meats or breads or even some potatoes and things like peanut butter. And it got a lot worse. And I had learned that if I used a like a bubbly drink, um, Diet Coke or one of those sparkling water drinks that it would help force the food down my esophagus and into my stomach and I just kind of got used to that I never I never pursued it which looking back I think is so crazy that you know I just continued to suffer around meals um and didn't seek any help with it um some of my other family members struggled with choking occasionally so I just decided it was something that happened. The spasms were still manageable, um, not happening really that often. And the choking I just learned to deal with. Um, Sometime later in 2017 or early in 2018, I noticed that the choking was getting a lot worse and using a bubbly drink or a Diet Coke would actually almost concrete the food in my esophagus to the point where we had to use the Heimlich maneuver almost. I had to, I remember several times where I really thought I was going to choke and pass out and almost had to throw myself onto chairs to dislodge. And I didn't know any other way to get it out other than, you know, chest pounding or whatnot. But that started to intensify to where it really scared us around mealtimes, and I started getting a lot of anxiety about eating. Um, and that was, I think, early, early 2018. In February of 2018, I became pregnant with our oldest, and life was sweet and distracting. I didn't really um, care about the issues that I was having. We were just excited to learn all of these new things about becoming parents and getting our little home ready. We decided to move from our apartment to our first home 
and just things got uh, a little bit easier as far as choking and um, even the the uh, Know, swallowing difficulties that I was having and since then I've learned that when you are pregnant the hormones um, and the relaxin that goes uh, spreads throughout your body to help your joints loosen up a little bit can also have the same effect on your esophagus um, and that's my understanding and so a lot of times women tend to have an easier time swallowing that have achalasia when they're pregnant not always as we'll find out later on <laughs> when I shared my journey with my second, but with my oldest, that was the case. I did start to have more spasms towards my third trimester. Um, and I think a lot of that was related to the increase in reflux. Um, towards the end of the pregnancy, reflux got a lot worse. I remember so many times um, waking up in the night and I mean, this is so gross, but like projectile vomiting, almost acid at night for no reason and waking up coughing terribly and I would just I remember being really depressed and crying a lot because it was horrific horrific reflux and there wasn't anything I knew to do about it um but I, I never really got sick other than the first trimester that was all okay and so I just chalked everything up to normal pregnancy because a lot of women deal with these kinds of issues I delivered my son in October of 2018, and again, life was just really sweet and, and precious. The newborn days were like nothing else, and everything was good. I wasn't having the reflex issues nearly as much. The spasms almost stopped, and um, choking actually got a little bit easier for some reason. And so I really just forgot about it and um, you know, I'd have occasional issues, but, but nothing drastic. Um, for some reason, my health just seemed a little bit better in those postpartum days. I did, however, struggle with postpartum depression, and so that took our focus and trying to get better with that and just learning how to be a family of three. Um, continued on through the end of 2018 and 2019, and I became pregnant. Um, in October of 2019, my son was one years old. He just turned one. And um, I was pregnant with our daughter. And that, that was going well at first, though I was much more sick, <laughs> which I've heard many are with daughters. Not always, but sometimes. I was much more sick. And um, I think at about 12 to 16 weeks, I started having horrible horrible um acid reflux and I thought it was weird because I was still so early my um tummy hadn't grown too much and wasn't putting a lot of pressure on my stomach or um organs so I thought it was odd that I was having such terrible reflux and it was to the point of just waking up and you know almost my own vomit and coughing terribly having I, I started to have a continual cough basically every single day <clears throat> and I now know that to be from reflux and probably aspiration um no one really seemed to think it was a big deal I was put on an over-the-counter acid reducer that I took every day that helped some um at some point in the second trimester I began throwing up every single day 
and then it turned into every single meal. And I think I was really confused over if it was nausea or what it was, but I soon realized that food was coming up. Um, I was regurgitating and it was every single meal, but I would get sick too. And anyway, food wasn't really going down. I didn't gain a lot of weight with my second um, ever or my first really, but I was so sick and I thought, I'm going to be so glad for when she's born. I won't have this issue. Well, she was she was born, and things did get a little bit better, but not for long. Um, very, very quickly, within a few weeks, I started having some major health issues. By the time my daughter was between two and three months old, I began throwing up or regurgitating all of my food, and I lost at least 20 pounds of weight very quickly within just weeks and became very, very sick in October, November of 2020. So this was last year. I became very sick. I started having terrible skin issues. Um, I lost so much of my hair well beyond the normal postpartum amount. And um, eventually I had to stop breastfeeding my daughter because it was taking so many nutrients from my own body that I just couldn't catch up. I remember having blood sugar issues from the weight loss and struggling to even walk across the house. And I knew that I I had to go back to the doctor and start at square one to try to figure out what was going on. I was choking and throwing up and I was just very, very sick. And it really scared us because I had a newborn and a, um, he had just turned two. My oldest was was two. They're 20 months apart. Um, and it was just really hard on our family and very overwhelming. I was dealing with postpartum depression for the second time and we didn't really know what to do other than I established with the PCP and said, you know, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm having issues and I'm, I'm not able to cope. Thankfully, I had a wonderful um, primary care physician that immediately got me to a local gastroenterologist to have a um, a dilation and Botox injections on my esophagus done. Basically, what happens is um, you go under anesthesia via endoscopy um, and have a a dilation done with balloons and this is this is not safe to do very often from my understanding because it can create scar tissue but for me it was kind of an emergency procedure because of my weight loss and so it was my my esophagus was opened up so that food could pass a little bit easier and then I had some Botox injections in my LES which is the sphincter at the bottom of my esophagus the opening into my stomach to kind of relax that sphincter that was really drawn up and tightened um, from the achalasia, from the nerve damage. Um, So that was done. Within a few weeks, I was able to eat a little bit better and stabilize my weight. Um, And then we started some tests, a barium swallows, a manometry, x-rays, just a bunch of different blood work was done. And um, 
we we could see that something was not right. My esophagus was not working correctly. During one particular barium swallow study, the radiologist looked at me and he said, I think you have achalasia. I did not know what that was. And when I got home, I started looking into it and um, learned um, that achalasia was a disorder, a disease that affected the esophagus. Basically, for unknown reasons, the nerves in the esophagus die and the muscles become unusable so that um, your esophagus cannot contract to move food down into your stomach. So food basically just piles up in the bottom of your esophagus, unable to move through, and it expands the esophagus to a very large shape um, and just holds the food kind of like a pocket until it eventually just forces through or comes back up. And in my case, it was coming back up and I was getting very little nutrients. Everything made sense once I started looking into that and seeing all of the symptoms of um, achalasia. And so it wasn't really a surprise to me when in December of last year, I received a call from um, the receptionist at my local gastroenterologist's office that said, you have, and she didn't even know how to pronounce it. It's very unknown about here where I live. And she spelled the name of the disease, achalasia, and she kind of said it as an afterthought and just went about with the conversation. And I remember it really hit me hard. I, I was expecting it. I knew she would probably say that. But the thought of having a swallowing disorder for the rest of my life somehow was just really hard. You know, I wouldn't be able to normally eat pizza or hot dogs with my kids. Um, I couldn't, you know, do all of the things like date nights with my husband and eat a fancy steak. It just wouldn't be my reality anymore. At the same time, I knew I wanted to have hope and um, find ways to tackle this disease and still live a good life and give my children a good life. Eating is so integral to our lives as humans. It's a social thing. Um, it, it just makes up so much of our days. And it's a good thing. I mean, I've had so many good memories of um, socializing with people that I love around a meal. And I realized that that was going to be changing. And people might know more things about me. And they might notice now that I'm running to the bathroom in the middle of a meal. Or they might see me take a long time between bites and people would know. And it was so humbling for me to realize that I was going to have to be honest now. I was going to have to tell the truth that I'm not okay. I'm not okay every day. And that was a big, that was a big shock for me. So this was December of 2020. Um, I received the diagnosis of achalasia. We are finally here. We can talk about moving on in life and figuring out what we need to do to um, seek treatment or surgery or something of that nature. And I'm just glad to be here. I, I'm glad that we now can start trying to figure out a plan. So I'm going to go ahead and call that a wrap for episode three, and we'll continue on in December of 2020 and um, the next um, part of my journey, which is surgery. 
and visiting the world-famous Cleveland Clinic in Ohio. So I look forward to sharing more about that with you um, next time. Thank you for sticking around and being patient, waiting for this episode to come out, and thank you for your interest in listening. And I cannot wait to see you next time. Thank you.